Druids and cars go into festivals. They can chat about things. It's a druid podcast in cars. Sometimes the best parts of festivals are the discussions that surround them, reflections on what we did and heard, anticipation of what's to come, and processing what it all means in relation to our spiritual work. We wanted to help either introduce you to that phenomenon or extend it for you. That's what this is about. I'm Reverend Jana Vende. And I'm Reverend Michael J. Dangler. We're priests of Arnriach Fane and members of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. We're recording these sessions actually live in cars, actually going to festivals and events, so you will hear road noise, turn signals, and navigation prompts. But that's part of what makes it fun. So... Sit back and enjoy Druids in cars going to festivals. <laughs> okay. So I just did this thing where I randomly pull out a candle from a pocket, grab a lighter, set it on the dashboard, <laughs> light the candle, drop it, and catch it yeah. while it still burns. Yep. Put it back up on the dashboard took a picture of it and posted it to Facebook. Now, it's worth noting that you are not driving. I was not driving. I'm the one driving currently. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Though I have done that while driving, not the drop and catch. Um, <laughs> and hopefully not the picture either. No, I don't think I've done a picture. When I was doing... Uh, when you're doing dawn, dawn, dawn devotionals, yeah. you know, you have to light a candle while you're driving fine. Yeah. <laughs> but not taking a picture. Not taking well. a picture of it and that's, trying to catch it. And that's more multitask than I'm up for. I, yeah. But the the reason that I did that is because someone had just posted on Facebook that their uncle was on life support and I'm like, well, I should do something more than just say Hey, thoughts and prayers, you know. Right, because it means a lot more when you get an actual prayer. I, I mean, like, not that you're... I'm not saying that you're not actually praying when you're saying thoughts and prayers, but it carries more weight and meaning to the person receiving it. It does, and the reason for that is because almost everyone will say, hey, I'm sending your prayers, or you're in my thoughts, or I'm thinking of you... Or that's really terrible. I hope things get better. Right. There, there's a, a litany of things that, that people will say. And but what I have learned over the years of priesting, and I, I really started doing this after I became a priest, is that those are well and good, and they're important things to do. But reaching out to someone with more than just the words. Right provides a good connection. We've talked a little bit about this from time to time, but the, the process of saying, I'm offering prayers, and here's what that looks like, right. goes a long way for people, because it, it tells them that you are not only responding, right. but that you are putting forth the effort and it's a visible thing, and it, it helps them understand that, yes, they are important. They're important enough that you did more than just what others typically do. Right. I um, I really appreciate the relationships that I have with people like you or like a couple other close members of the Grove um, where 
I can do that in the middle of a conversation where I can be like, hang on and grab a candle and light it and take a picture of it and send it on its way. Um, and then be like, okay, we can continue whatever we were doing. Um, because it's just a normal part of, it's a piece of what we do as priests. Yes. Um, and especially when it's in the context of like, I'm, I'm doing something and we're in the middle of like grove something and I do that, like that is just part of what we do as priests and so interrupting a conversation there is very I don't want to say normal but like okay yeah um, it doesn't cross a boundary and it doesn't right. seem socially unacceptable right to do right because at this point pretty much everyone in the group has gotten a candle from one or both of us right <laughs> also <laughs> in, that in their, in their DMs that's well, how we slide into DMs as priests <laughs> slide over the candle <laughs> It's very hot. It is very hot. Don't touch it. Or drop it in my car. Drop it in your car. <laughs> Can't touch this. <laughs> but the the reason that I started doing it, and did you pick it up from me or did you pick it up from somebody else? I probably picked it up from you. I know I didn't do it before I was probably mid-initiate stuff. Yeah. It, it might have been after initiation, but it was slightly before I was a priest. I, I think I sent you one of them while you were in the hospital or something with Tally, Yeah, maybe. maybe. Because you were an hour away and I couldn't be right there. Yeah, you couldn't come to the hospital to visit So I, I, probably, me, so. I probably did that and, and sent it off to you and then I talked to you later about it. But, yeah. Um, Despite me putting you as my emergency contact, them being like, well, just look up your church. It's fine. And I'm like, no, it, you're really not going to find it. I promise you, I will not be in your database. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to find your local Druid congregation. Sorry. In Beaverton, Ohio. Beaver, Beaver Creek. Beaver Creek. It's fine. It it's fine. I don't even know where you were. <laughs> but the reason that I do that and the reason that I started doing that is because I have always viewed the kindling of a fire as a prayer itself. Yes, me too. So you, you pray to kindle the fire, and the kindling of the fire is a prayer. And so the, the very act of lighting a flame for somebody is a prayer that is said with your hands. It, it is prayer that is made physical. It is prayer that is work. Um, is an offering of its own because the creation of that fire, the creation of that flame is also the creation of a connection. Right. Um, and while typically I will light the candle and speak the intent, so like say the person's name or whatever it is that they said they needed prayers for, um, the, the prayer is, I would say, half or more than half the actual act of lighting the candle. Yes. And delving kind of deeper into the, the theory around it <coughs> um, when reading Kaiser Sarath's Book of Pagan Prayer he makes a point of saying that it is good to bring goods it is good to bring words how much better is it to bring both yeah. and so in this case the, the goods or the, the offering that is brought is, of course, the kindling of the flames, the work to kindle the fire. Right. And then the words are, are the, in this case, the, what I type out on the, um, 
on, on whatever electronic you send day, to them. Yeah. yeah, what I send to them. Um, and so it, it, it dives back into that notion that this world is sacred, and so is the, the spirit world beyond us. And it ties the two of them together nicely. Yeah, well, if we're also talking about, like, Kai's work, you know, there's all these multiple ways to pray, and one of them is praying praying through motion and through gesture and yes. and that kind of thing. And so it's, like, it, just as I'm reflecting on it now, I think you light a fire slightly different than I light a fire because we each pray slightly differently. We do. Um, and I, so, like, that's interesting to think about, too. Yeah, I typically will use matches, but being in a car, all I have at right now is my Yeah, my I mean, I will use matches yeah. and it as was, often as possible. And that was a fairly urgent request. Yeah. So it was like, I'm not going to wait to stop right. to get the matches out. I'm just going to use what's in my pocket, which happens right. to be a lighter. Because um, I like using matches because I like... The striking. Exactly. I like yeah. the striking, and I like going one technology back to light a sacred fire. So, before matches, you would create a fire through strength, specifically the, the drill method or, right. or, you know, the patience of sitting there with a vessel of water. I would say, or capturing the, capturing the sun. Exactly. Capturing the, the, the fire from the sun through, like, a vessel of water or a, a glass or something like yeah. that and focusing it. And that takes patience and time and, and it's complicated, which is why a fire is called the sun of strength in the, the Rig Veda, it's because of the drilling technique and, process of adding the, the additive process of lighting a fire and taking a picture sending it to a person um, also then informed the concepts behind flame of hope work that yeah. I do and when tending the flame of hope which is a project I started back on the 20th of January of Twenty seventeen, which is a totally significant date for lots of reasons. Uh, I, I committed at that point to lighting a candle every day for four years, mm-hmm. and when I did that, I also committed to taking a picture of them and posting them. Right. Because the point was to create visibility um, for hope. Because I had a lot of friends who were very uncomfortable with yeah. the way things were going in the world. And it was a way to reach out and say, hey, I see that. I recognize that. And you are at the top of my mind. I am thinking about you always. Yeah, I really like one of the things that you that you do with the Flame of Hope is um, it's not just... It's not just the flame that happens to be already lit while you're somewhere. Um, it's the flame that you purposefully kindle for that flame of hope in that moment. Yes. Um, because, like, this weekend, you know, we had multiple instances of, of we made oil lamps and there were uh, fires already lit and there were candles and we had fires outside and, and none of those counted for that, right? You had to kindle a flame for that purpose. Yep. Um, and we, when I did that, uh, yesterday morning was at the dawn right. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I, I used the fire that we kindled at dawn right. to light the flame of hope for that day. Yeah. Because it felt right. It, yeah, it but it's its thing. own separate intentional action. It is. It's not just like... There's a candle there and I'm going to There's take a, a candle there and you're going to take a picture. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of that just has to do with ensuring that intentionality and making sure that it's not an afterthought. Right. I guess. Um, and it's also why, in this particular case, the... F- the picture that I just took is not going to show up on the Flame of Hope page because it wasn't for that. Right. It was for the person that I just kindled it for. Yeah. And I may take another picture, actually. I might even use the same candle yeah. later. But um, it'll be a completely different kindling and a completely different process. Yeah. So. I know one of the things that I sometimes find, like... I know it's not a thing for the people receiving the flame, but I'll light the candles on my altar, right? Which, all the pictures, it's really hilarious if you go through and you find all the pictures I've taken because they all look almost the same. Yeah. Because it's the same candle on my altar, which doesn't change much from picture to picture because, it, you know, if you're not lighting a candle for more than three minutes at a time... The, the wax doesn't go down very much yep. um, and so sometimes I'll be like oh wow I have a whole lot of pictures of this candle on my altar lit yep. <laughs> uh, you may find it useful to use the, uh, the search function I on your I just found out about the search function on my phone so you can search your photos and if you search for flame or candle pull up I know and I just, I just learned about that so <laughs> my world has opened Yes, should you ever need to create something from that. But the the other thing that happens with the Flame of Hope stuff is that I plan. So I've already started thinking about what I'm going to do to kind of stage that photo. And we're going to stop for dinner. And one of the options I have is that when we stop for dinner, I might take a picture of the flame in, you know... A bowl of mashed potatoes. I mean, I could. I've come up with a neat saying around that. Maybe I will. Find comfort. Find comfort in all the things that are comforting. Spudgy. Comforting. <laughs> comfort food. You can pull something out of there. I'm I, sure. I, I'm sure I can. I pull stuff out of all sorts of things. But the uh, my thought was actually there will be at least three of us sitting around this table. Is for all of us to for hold have it. multiple hands. Yeah, yeah, multiple hands in it. And, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I may, I may not do it at all there. I may do it I did else. tell you that you missed your opportunity. You could have taken it on the dash of my car going through New England with all of the gorgeous trees, but yes, we're no it, longer... It is fall right now, and we can't... We're no longer in New England, so yeah. the trees aren't quite as pretty. Yes. But I'm almost to 1,000 candles. As, as I record this, I will be well past 1,000 candles by the time this is released. By the time this is released, yeah. Uh, but... I am very close to approaching a thousand candles. Um, well, a thousand plus, because sometimes I like, well, several more than one. And, uh, and so the, the, the process of doing that, a lot of them do look the same. Yeah. And it's not necessarily even because I'm using the exact same candle, because that's actually fairly rare. 
but it's because I have a lot of candles that look the same. Right, right. <laughs> if I'm using chime candles, there's only so many colors. If I'm using the candles that Reverend Hill made gave, you, yeah. yeah Mel, Mel made me a bunch of candles um, that are beeswax, and they work really well, but they all kind of look the same, like candles do when yeah. they come from the same person. Right. Tea lights are pretty common mm-hmm. with me. Um, I don't have a single set group of candles or a place where I get them from. And so that has contributed to a lot of them looking kind of similar. Yeah. And I do a lot of them in the evening. So there's a lot of dark backgrounds and, and yeah. things like that. So it, it's sometimes I worry that it gets a little bit boring. But I also put words over the top of the, the photo. Yeah, which is its own like part of that prayer, too. Yes. And I, I have found myself wondering from time to time, have I, have I written something like that before? Because <laughs> it feels familiar. Yeah. Um, but I never go back to check, so I may have some duplicate phrasing because my internal voice is my internal voice. Yeah. You've, it you've got certain phrases and certain images that make sense for certain things. And... Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, the... It's a, it's a really useful thing, and I do recommend it to people. Yeah, if you're, gonna, if you're going to make the effort to pray for someone, to make it more meaningful to the person you're praying for, I think. It's a, it's a really helpful thing. And send the, it's not always about sending it when someone asks. Sometimes... You kindle a candle and you think, oh, I should send it to this person. Right. And so I send candles out of the blue reasonably often to people. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, which I was thinking al- of you with this candle. Which is also nice. Yeah. yeah. And it, it helps people to feel, I think, less like they have to ask for something and more like they're being thought about. Oh, you know what? What? Your love language is memes and you make your own memes of candles to send to people. You're right. <laughs> we, we have determined that my, my love language is uh, sending memes. <laughs> and so I send memes to all sorts of people and I create them now with, yeah, with candles. Yeah, you make them with candles and you send candles to people. It's yes. nice. Nice, cute, whatever you want to say. <laughs> I'm down with it. But yeah, that's that is how I show people that I care. Is that? Yeah, I mean, you show people that you care by praying for them. I don't think that's like a weird. Um, well, it is weird when you phrase it like that. But well, yes. no, but that's literally what you're doing, right? It is. You think good thoughts for people that you care about. Yep. And for us, particularly as priests, when we think good thoughts for people that we care about, a lot of times that involves praying for them. Yep. Right? And not in, like, the backhanded, I'll pray for you, but, like... Yes. <laughs> actually... Actual ha- concern for their well-being. Right. And talking to our allies about their situation. Right. Or, I mean, our allies are our, our, our trusted spirits, our trusted friends, and you, you communicate to them when you're worried about someone, mm-hmm. or when you're thinking of them. Or when you want them to do well at something. Yeah. You know, I, I, I do it sometimes for job interviews. Mm-hmm. I do it for, you know, hey, I have this uh, this date coming up with this person that I really like, and, and I'm hoping it goes really well. 
Yeah. And I also do it for when I've seen people who've been having like a series of bad days. Yeah. Like, and hey. it just keeps going. Yeah. Hey, here's a, a candle for you. I'm I'm thinking about you. Like. Yeah. And it. I did. I don't think that I really realized how helpful it was to to people. I just figured it was another step, and it felt good to me. Uh, but I've gotten a lot of feedback. I don't, feedback is all I don't think I realized how much it meant to people until I received a couple of them. Yeah. Um, and and then I started sending them to other people, right, more regularly. Yeah. And also got the, the good feedback from that. Yeah, I think it's really helpful, and I think that it's a, a very useful thing. So if you're looking for a way to up your supporting game, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Because we're, we should all be supportive, I tend to think. Yeah. Um, this is a good way to do it. It's a, it's a way to reach out to folks and say, hey, I'm thinking of you. I'll also say, though, that it can't be the end-all of the work that you do. Right. It's, it's not, it can't be an empty gesture. And that's one of the things that has always worried me about the Flame of Hope, is that it feels... To, to me, it often feels like an empty gesture until I remember that people really do experience something from it. Mm-hmm. Um, much in the same way as I thought that it was kind of an empty gesture until I got feedback right. from sending it to people who were hurting or, or were having trouble. Um, and it's not because I thought it was an empty gesture, it's because I wasn't sure it was helpful. And because I feel a lot about it, but it's, it's it remains the bare minimum that I feel that I can do, or the it's the minimum I think I should be doing. Right. Especially with the flavors of stuff, because that is all about people who don't feel comfortable, and that means that the flavor of hope stuff is sometimes connected with writing a congressperson or. It's been the flame of hope has been all sorts of places. It's been to protests. It's been to uh, gatherings. It's been to meetings. It's been all over the place. And I try and, when I can, make sure that it's connected to action in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Because, because I don't want it to be just thoughts and prayers. Right. And and prayer is just one step in actions yes. that we need to take in the world. Yes. Prayer, prayer, thoughts. Those are first steps. And you can't get anywhere with just one step. Thanks for listening, and there's more to come. We welcome your ideas and questions. If there's something that you'd like to hear us discuss in a future episode, please drop us a line at druidsincars at threecranes.org. If you would like to donate, you can do so at threecranes.org slash donate. Druids in Cars Going to Festivals is a production of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. Learn more about our grove at threecranes.org and more about druidry at adf.org. As always, keep circulating the tapes and let us pray with a good fire.